0: Ashley Brock, reading Diane Palmer's book, The Last Mercenary, Chapter 11. Oops. Sorry, book. I ripped it accidentally. Anyways, Chapter 11. Kelly felt the sun on her face. She'd been dreaming. She'd been in Micah's warm, powerful arms. He'd held her against each every inch of him, and he'd been making ardent love to her. He looked down into her wide eyes at the very instant he possessed her. He watched her become a woman. It seemed so real. Her eyes opened. sure it was real. In any minute now the tooth fairy was going to fly in through the open patio window and leave her a shiny quarter. She sat up, awed, an uncomfortable feeling low in her belly. She shifted, and she felt sore. Talk about dreams that seemed real. She swung her legs off the bed and stood up, stilling for a moment, so that she, the sudden dizziness passed. She turned to make up the bed and frowned. There was a stain on the bottom sheet. It looked like dry blood. Well, so much for the certainty that her period wasn't due for another two weeks, she thought. Probably all the excitement had brought it on sooner. She went into the bathroom, wondering what she was going to do for the necessary equipment in a house full of men, but she wasn't having her period. That would mean some spotting had occurred and that frightened her because it wasn't natural. She'd always been regular. She'd have to see a doctor when she got home, she supposed. She bathed and frowned when she was standing in front of the mirror. There were some very bad bruises on her hip and thigh. That's when she remembered the terror of the night before. Half asleep, she hadn't really been thinking until she saw the bruises, and it became to come back a man, Lopez's man, had tried to kidnap her. She actually knocked him out with a shovel. She smiled as she remembered it. Sadly, so she'd been less brave when Mike came running up out to see about her. He carried her in here and gave her a sedative. She hoped she hadn't said anything revealing to him. Sedatives made her very uninhibited, but she had no memory past the shot. That might She can go to be a good thing. Dressed in a pink Bermuda shorts set that she would bought on her shopping trip in Nasi, she put her feet into a new pair of sneakers. Unlike the sandals she couldn't wear, the sneakers were a perfect fit. She walked back into the bedroom worriedly, wondering what Micah had done with Lopez's men. Seemed very quiet this morning. She was certain Micah had all sorts of surveillance systems set up to make sure Lopez couldn't sneak anybody else in here to make another attempt at kidnapping her. But she felt uneasy, just the same. Lopez would never stop. She knew that she was still in the same danger she'd been in when she fixed, first arrived here with Micah. She felt as she had a hangover, probably because of that sedative Micah gave her. That explained the erotic dream as well. She blushed, remembering what an erotic dream it was, too. She brushed her hair, not bothering with makeup, and went down the hall to the kitchen to see if coffee was available. Bonjo was helping himself to a cup. he granddad. she came into the room. You slept very late i was very tired besides micah drugged me that's the second time he's given me a sedative since i've been here i'm not used to them she laughed as she took the fresh cup of coffee bonjo handed her it's a good thing i fell asleep right away too because sedatives generally have a very odd effect on me i get totally swept away where is everybody she added noting that bonjo was the only person in the house Micah has gone to Nasi on business, he told her with a grin. Lopez seems to have vanished in the night. Not only Lopez, but his very expensive yacht and several of his men. The authorities are justifiably curious. Lopez has gone, she asked excited. You mean he's gone away? Very far away, he said with a grin. Then he'll just come back. He gave her a worried look and she found... He's the his two men's men. Mike was going to give those two men to the police. Remember, maybe they know where he is. They were handed over to the police, he agreed. But they don't know where Lopez is either. You look smug," she smile. "I am. I do know where Lopez is, and I can promise you that he won't be making any more raids on this island." Great," she exclaimed. "Can't you hand him over to the police, too? Lopez can't be handed over." He pauses, thinking. "Well, not in one piece, at least," he added. You're sounding very strange, he pointed out. He poured his own cup of coffee and sat back down at the table. Lopez's yacht went up in flames last night. He said a matter of factly. I'm amazed that you didn't hear the explosion. There must have been a fault in the engine or a gas leak. <laughs> he added, without meeting her eyes. He shook his head. A very nasty explosion. What was left of his yacht sank within sight of here. His boat sank? He was on it? You sure? Did you see it go down? She asked, relieved and horrified at the same time. Yes, yes, and yes, he studied. Lopez will never threaten you or Mark his father again. You will be able to return home now to your job and your stepfather. I shall miss you. I'll miss you too, Bonjo, she said, but her mind was racing again. Lopez was dead. She was out of danger. She could go home. She had to go home, she admitted. She would never see Micah again. Bonjo was watching the expression chase themselves across her face. She was vulnerable. And beside that, she was in love with Micah. Didn't take much guesswork to figure that out. To make sense of Micah's strange attitude about her. Obviously, the boss knew she was in love with him, and he was trying to be kind while Mac making his position to her clear. He grimaced. The musical tones of his cell phone interrupted his gloomy thoughts. He answered it quickly. Yes, he said, glancing where he at here, having coffee. I'll ask her. He lived at both houses. Micah's having lunch with Lissa on the bay. I know, If you want to join them, I can take you over in the small boat. Lissa, why should you think anything had changed? She wondered. Lissa was beautiful. Micah had told her at the beginning that he and Lissa were lovers. They'd been together for a long time, and she was important in the Bahamas as well as being... Beautiful. A few testing, teasing kisses for Callie meant nothing to him. She'd be a complete fool. Mike had been kind to her to get her to stay and bait Lopez. That was all it had been, been. It was an effort to smile, but she said, Tell him things, but I've got to start packing. If Lopez is really out of the way, I have to go home. Mr. Kep won't keep my job open forever. Bungie looked really bad. Boss, she says she'd rather not. He hesitated, nodding, glancing at Callie. Okay, I'll make sure he knows. We'll accept you soon. Yes, goodbye. It looked like a bad party's coming. He's bringing Lisa here for lunch, she said reluctantly. Her heart jumped, but she only smiled. Why not? It's obvious to anybody that he's crazy about her. She's a dish, she added, and then wondered why she should suddenly think about Lisa's bust size when compared to her own. She's a cat, Bonjo replied to her. Don't let her walk on you. I never have, she on, commented. If we're having lunch, I guess I need to start fixing it, huh? We have a coke. I'm good, she told him without conceit. I cook for dad and me every night. I'm not Corday Blue, but I get compliments. Very well, Bonchie gave in, hoping the boss wasn't going to fire him and let her into the kitchen. Mac went to Nelsie with the boss and the other guy, so it would have been cold cuts anyway. I uh, I make homemade rolls, she told him with a grin. And I can bake a pound cake. She got up, looked through the cupboards and refrigerator, found an apron and got busy. It would give her something to do while her heart was breaking. 2 hours later, Mike and Lisa came into the living room together, laughing. Callie peered out from the kitchen. Food's on the table if you want to sit out, she said she called gainly. mike gaped at her he told bonjo to get mac to fix lunch what was callie doing in the kitchen bonjo came out of it and mike's face hardened i thought i told you to monitor communications for trafficking about low pets he said coldly bonjo knew what was eating at him so he only swung i am i was just asking callie for another pot of coffee we drank the other between us he added deliberately mike's eyes flashed like black lighting lightning But well, he didn't say another word as bonjo nodded politely at lissa and walked back toward the communications room sit down lissa mikey said quietly pulling out a chair for her at the dining room table already laid with silverware and plates and fresh flowers i'll be back in a minute I do hope it's going to be something light, Lissa said angrily airily. I can't bear a heavy meal in the middle of the day. Mike didn't answer. He ran into Lissa in town and she finagled him into lunch. He compromised by bringing her here so that he could see how Callie was feeling after the night before. He was hoping against hope that she remembered what had happened, but the answer she looked at him he knew she didn't. Hi, she said riling with a forced smile. I slept like two logs. So I hope you've got an appetite. I made homemade bread and cake and steak and salad. Liza will probably only want Lisa will probably only want the salad, he murmured. But I love cake. I remember. Go sit down, I'll bring it. You only set two places. He said quietly. She shried. Like, I'm just cooking it. I wouldn't want to get in the way. Micah! While she was talking, he picked her up and carried her out of the kitchen, the back way, and into the first sprawling bedroom he came to, closing the door behind. You're not the hired help here, he said flatly, staring into her eyes without putting her down. You don't wait a table. You don't cook. I have a man for that. I'm a good cook, she pointed out, and it's going to get cold if you don't put me down and let me finish. His eyes dropped her mouth and lingered there hungry. I don't want food. He brought her close, and his mouth suddenly went down against hers and twisted adirantly till, her, till he forced her lips apart and made her respond to him. He groaned under his breath as her arms reached up to hold him. She made a husky little sound and gave in gave it all gave in all at once. Felt so, so familiar to be held like this, kissed like this. She opened her mouth and felt his tongue go into it. Her body was on fire. She never felt such desire. Ah, that her body seemed to have a whole different knowledge of him than... Then her mind did. He couldn't get enough of her mouth. He devoured it. His powerful arms had a faint tremor when he was finally able to draw back. He looked straight into her eyes, remembering her headlong response the night before, feeling her body yield to him on crisp white sheets in the darkness. He thought of nothing else all day. It was anguish to know that she was totally oblivious to what they'd done together when the memories were torturing him. How long have you been talking to Moncho? He demanded gruffly just, just a little while. Her mouth was swollen, but her body was shivering with secret needs. She looked at the tight line of his lips and impulsively reached up to kiss him. Amazingly, he kissed her back without her in assistance. Micah, Lissa's strident voice came floating down the hall, followed by the streaky sound of high heels from wood. Micah heard her and lifted his head and his mouth like Callie's was swollen. He searched her misty eyes intently. It's Lisa she whispered. In. Yes, he bent and brushed his lips lazily over her own, smiling as she followed him involuntarily. She wants her lunch, she persisted. I want you, he murmured against her mouth. The words shocked her fingers linked behind his nap, loosened and she looked great. I can't, she whispered really. Why can't you? Because I've never, she began, until last night, he almost said it, he thought it, his face hardened as he forced his tongue to be silent, couldn't tell her, he wanted to, but it was too soon, he had to show her that that it wasn't a one night thing with him, even more important he had to convince himself that he could change enough, settle down enough to give her some security and stability, he knew that he could have made her pregnant, oddly it didn't worry him. The thought of a child was magical somehow. He didn't know much about children, except that he was certain he loved his own. Kelly would make a wonderful mother. He smiled as he bent and kissed her eyelids. Wouldn't you, he whispered. If I insisted. I'd hate you. She bit off knowing that she wouldn't. She loved him immensely. Yes, you might. He said it after a minute. And that's the last thing I want. My car. Lisa's voice came again from even further down the hall. S- sit. Stay. Kelly whispered impotently. He bit her lower lip and growled deep in his heart. She insists on lunch. I compromise. Kiss me again. His mouth drifted lazily over hers. She did kiss him because she had no willpower when it came to this. She loved being in his arms, being held by him. She loved him. After a minute he lifted his head, and put her down with obvious reluctance. We better get we'd better go before she starts opening doors, he said in a husky tone. What, she? She has carefully. She has before. He confessed with a weary grin. He brushed back her hair with exquisite tenderness. His eyes held an expression she'd never seen in him. You look like I've been making love to you. He whispered with a faint smile. Better fix your face before you come out. She reached up and touched his swollen mouth with wonder. She was still trying to make herself believe that he dragged her in here and kissed her so hungrily. There was something in the back of her mind, something disturbing. She couldn't grasp it, but the most amazing thing was the tenderness he was showing her. It made her breathless. His lean hand spread against her cheek. His thumb parted her lips as he bent again, as if he couldn't help himself. He kissed her softly, savoring the trembling response of her lips. Micah! Lisa was outside almost, screeching now. He looked at his head again a long time. I need to take you out in the boat and drop anchor five miles out. He said evenly. He tapped her nose. Okay. Let's go see if everything's cold before Lisa loses her voice. <laughs> he opened the door, checking to see if the coast was fix your face. He whispered with a wicked grin and closed the door behind him. She heard his footsteps moving toward the dining room. Two minutes later, St. Hills made an angry sound passing the ba- bathroom door. Micah! I'm in the dining room, Lisa. Where were you? I've been looking everywhere. (laughs) He was good at improvising, Callie thought, as she repaired the damage to her face. She combed her hair with a comb from a tray on the vanity table and wondered at the change in her relationship with Micah. He was very different. He acted as if she'd been suddenly important to him, not in a conventional way. She couldn't help smiling. It was as if her whole life had changed. She went back into the kitchen, put everything on the table, after checking that the steak had kept what? Kept warm on the back of the stove, it had. Micah got up and sat his third place at the table, grinning, giving Callie a deliberate look. Eating here with us, he said firmly, ignoring Lyssa's glare. Okay, she put on, put out the last of the food and buttered for the rolls and sat down. Micah, will you say grace? Christ! Lisa's beautiful face widened in shock. Micah flashed her disapproving glance and said a brief prayer. He was digging into the food while Lisa, in her gold-trimming white pantsuit was still gaping. We're, we're very conventional at home, Callie pointed out. And traditional, Micah added. Tradition is important for families. But you don't have a family, really, darling. Lisa protested. She helped herself to a couple of forkfuls of salad and a hand of dressing. rose, thousands of callings, darling, especially with butter. she told Micah, Callie made them for me from scratch. He said imperfully, He bent into one of my—' These are good, he said. <laughs> Callies right, like, it's the only thing I do really well. My mother couldn't boil water that had slipped out of, out, and she looked horrified in Micah's eyes. <laughs> I think Micah could do very well without hearing about your tramp of a mother, dear, Lisa said hotly. He's suffered enough at our hands already. Who was she? Who was she, she threw you over for, darling, that British girl? She didn't throw me over, Micah said through his teeth, but she was staying here with you last year. Callie's eyes exploded. She got up to and down her napkin. Is that true? She demanded. It is, but not the way you're assuming it is, he said, flat. Callie, there's something you need to know. She turned and walked out the door. What the hell was that? In there uh, you know, Mike demanded of Lisa with real anger. You keep secrets, don't you? She asked with cold light. It's dangerous. You've even slept with her, haven't you, darling? She had a bit of me. Mike threw down his napkin got her. She yo The tall Berber came rushing into the room. His boss never raised his voice. Michael was almost vibing with rage. See, Lisa, back to Nostie. She won't be coming here again, he added, with ice dropping from every syllable. Lisa put down her fork and wiped her mouth before she got legibly to her feet. She gave him a cool look. You used people, she accused quietly. It's always what you want, what you need. You manipulate, you control. You used. I left you, she added in her tone. But you didn't care. I was handing good in bed. And that was what mattered to you, when you didn't want me so much any more. You threw me out. I was only invited over here this time so that you could show your house guests that she wasn't the only ache in your basket. She gave him a cold smile. So how does it feel to be on the receiving end for once, Micah? It's your turn. I wish I really wish I could stick around and see that result. She doesn't look like the forgiving salt to me, and I know, wouldn't I? She turned, leaving Bonjo to follow her. After a complicated glance in Micah's direction, the boss didn't say a word—not a single word. Callie's packing with shaking hands. Micah came in the doorway and leaned against it with his hands in his pockets, watching her gloomily. Nothing to say, she asked going, Nothing you'd listen to, he replied to her. Alyssa just put me in my place. I didn't realize it, but she's right. I do use people. Only I never meant to use you. And anyway. He said you weren't having a pair with my mother. She came to say she pulled a pair of slacks and put them in her. She, I'm not. I never have. his chest rose and fell heavily. But you're not in any mood to listen, are you, baby? Baby? She's frowned. Baby? What did that would make her uneasy? She looked at him with honest curiosity. I called you that. He said, quietly. Well, you don't remember when, do you? She sat shaking her head. It may be just as well. He said almost himself. For now, it's safer you to go home. Lopez is dead. His top lieutenant died with him. There's no longer any threat to you or dad. Yes, what a lucky explosion it was. She added, busy with her case. It wasn't luck, Callie. He said, well, I swam out to the yacht and planted a block of C4 next to his propeller shaft. She turned, gasping. Her hand shocked as the fumble the case closed. And she sat down heavily on the bed. So that was what they'd been talking about the night before when Mike had said that. It might work. He could have been killed. It was a close call, he added watching. I let myself get caught like a rank beginner. I was too tired to make it back in a loop, so I stopped to rest. One of Lopez's men caught me. Lopez made a lot of threats about what he planned to do to you and dad. Then he got stupid and had me tied up down below. (laughs) He extended his arm, shone her his watch, pressed a button, and watched her expression as a knife popped, blade popped out. Pity his men weren't astute enough to check the watch. They knew what I'd do for a living, too. Her eyes were full of horror. Mike had gone after Lopez alone. He'd been captured. If he hadn't been for that watch, he'd be dead. She stared at him as if she couldn't get enough of just looking at him. What difference did it make if he'd had a full-blown affair with her mother? He could be out there with Lopez in pieces. She put her face in her hands to hide the tears that overflowed. He went to the bed and knelt beside her, pulling her wet face into his throat. He smoothed her hair while she clung to him and let the tears fall had been such a traumatic week for her. It seemed that her whole life had been uprooted and stranded. Micah could have been dead, or last night she could have been dead. Pride seemed such a petty thing all of a sudden. You could have died, she whispered brokenly. So could you. He moved, lifting her into his arms. She dropped into a wide cushion, and chair, and held her close, while the anguish of the night before lanced through her slender body like a tangled thing. She clung to him, shivering. I wish I'd known what you were planning. She said, I'd have stopped you somehow, even if it was only to save you so you could go to my my mother. He wrapped her up even closer. laid his cheek against her with longs. You still don't trust me, do you, honey? He murmured out. I suppose it was asking too much, considering the way I've treated you over the years. He kissed her dark hair. You go back home and settle to, into your old routine soon enough. This will all seem just like a bad dream she rubbed her eyes with her fists like a small child curled against him she felt safe cherished treasure Ah, to feel like that with a man who was a known playboy a man who already told her that freedom was like a religion to him you'll be glad to have your house to yourself again she said huskily i guess it really cracked your style having me here with lissa i mean i lied what-what i lied about lissa being my lover now what was between us was over years ago he said i bought her I brought her over here when you arrived as a buffer. She sat up staring at him like a curious cat. A buffer? He smiled lazily. His fingers brushed away the tears that were wet her Bachelors are terrified. A virgin. He commented, you don't even like me. She protested. His dark eyes slid down to her mouth and even further over her breast, down to her long legs. You have a heart like marshmallow. He said quietly. You never avoid trouble or turn down people in need. You take in all sorts of strays. Children love you, he smiled. You scare me to death. That's that's tits, yes. I'm getting used to you. He didn't smile as dark eyes now. It hurt me. That Lopez got two men onto my property while I was lying in bed asleep. You could have been kidnapped or killed. No thanks to me. You were tired," she replied. "You aren't Superman, Micah." "'You drew no slow breaths and toyed with the armhole of her tank top. His fingers brushed against soft, warm flesh, and she had to fight not to lean toward him. "I didn't feel comfortable resting while you were in so much danger. It all caught up with me last night." She was remembering something. He said, "You were almost too tired to swim back from Lopez's yacht." You said she recalled slowly. She frowned. "But you'd just been asleep, yet. How could you have been tired?" Oh, that's not a question you should ask yet, he said. You're not going to like the answer. I'm not, he searched her eyes for a long moment. Oh, once he stood up, taking her with him. You better finish getting your stuff together. I'll put you on a commercial flight home. She didn't want to go, but she didn't have an excuse to stay. She looked at him as if she were lost and alone, and his face clenched. Don't do that, he said. huskily. The idea is to get you out of here as smoothly as possible. Don't bite in trouble. She didn't understand that taunt command, but then she didn't understand him either. She was warning the one question she should be asking. She gave in and asked him. Why was my mother here? Her husband has cancer, he said simply. She phoned here and begged for help. It seems, seems that Earl is penniless and she does actually seem to love him. I arranged for him to have an orthor- orthodontic course of treatment. From a native doctor here. An orthodox course of treatment from a native doctor here. They both stayed with me until we got through it. Put his hands in his slack pockets. As much as I hate to admit it, she's not the woman she was, Callie. She did one thing that I admired. She phoned your father and told him the truth about you. Her heart skipped. What father? What truth? She asked us. Your father was going to phone you and ask you to meet him. Did he? She moved restlessly back to her packing. He phoned and left a message. I didn't have anything to say to him, so I didn't call him back. He knows that you're his child, he told her. Your mother sent him your birth certificate. That's why he's trying to contact you. I imagine he wants to apologize. Your mother does, too, to you and to Dad, but she told me she wasn't that brave. Her eyes met his haunted. I went through hell because of her and my father, she said inside tight You don't know. You can't imagine what it was like. Yes, I can. He said he sounded angry. He's apparently count his, his regrets. He never remarried. He doesn't have any children, except you. And he still doesn't have a child, she said through teeth. He didn't reply for so long. I can understand why you feel that way about him and your mother. I don't blame you. I just thought I'd tell you what to know. It's up to you what you do or don't do about it. She folded one last shirt and put it into the case. Thanks for telling me, she glanced at him. Lissa wanted to make trouble? Yes, she did, and she was entitled. She's right. I did use her, in a way. Your mother left me very embittered about women, he confessed. I loved my own mother, but I lost her when I was still in grammar school. In later years, your mother was the very worst example of what a wife should be. She made a very bad impression on me. Well, me too. She closed the case and turned back to him. Her eyes tried to memorize his lean face. I wish you liked me when I lived in your house, she said, abruptly. it would have meant more than you know. He said, I couldn't afford to like you, Callie, he said. Well, every time I looked at you, I burned like fire inside. You were just a teenager, a virgin. I couldn't take advantage of you that way. We could have been friends, she persisted. He head. you know, we couldn't. You know why? She grimaced burning bird in her face. It's always sex with you, isn't it, <laughs> <It's> Not Moore? His <laughs> voice was quite something. Those days are past. I'm looking ahead now. I have a, I have a future to build. <laughs> a bigger army of mercenaries, she decided on more money. She smiled to herself. Once a mercenary, always a mercenary. He was the last mercenary who would ever be able to give up the lifestyle. I wish you well, she said. She picked up her case, looking around to make sure she hadn't left anything. Thanks for saving my life twice, she added with a grin. You're welcome. He moved forward to take the case from her, he studied her face for a long time when there were eyes. It was as if he was seeing her for the first time. It's amazing, he murmured involuntarily. That took me so long. What took you so long? Never mind, he murmured he smiled. You find out soon enough, Come on, I'll drive you into Nasi to the airport. Bonjour could he put his fingers against her soft mouth and mouthed. he didn't smile Oh drive you. She swallowed the tip of the finger, was tracing her up her lip, and it was making her knees weak. Okay. She said he took her hand and led her out to the car. End of chapter 11.